This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors. We're an award-winning women's empowerment show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle. We power women on the road to success. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our show. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. Do you feel like you've lost your true purpose? Is stress overtaking you? Do you have a toxic career? Too often, women take a different route than the one that truly is theirs. They get distracted by demands in their personal lives with no mentors to guide them. We need to find our true purpose along with resilience. This leads to personal growth and our true potential. Jana Lemer helps women do just that. She's a trauma, PTSD, and motivational speaker, writer, and spiritual intuitive. One of her missions is empowering women and healthcare workers on the path to wholeness and healing. Certainly, healthcare workers have had a lot of demands and stress, especially in the years of the pandemic. What Jana is doing is powerful not only to them, but to all women. We wanted to learn more, so we invited Jana on our show. Welcome, Jana. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We you know, appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I was looking through your background, Jana. You've inspired so many women. What inspired you and got you motivated on your journey? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, it all started when I was a young child. I always knew that I wanted to make a big difference in the world and inspire other human beings and be the love and the light that I felt like I was. And over the course of my life, it took many twists and turns. And I went down a lot of different roads of discovery and trauma and my own PTSD. And ultimately in 2018, I had a accident with a dog and my life was spared. I should not be alive right now, at least had things gone the way that they were going. Um, but I survived the accident and was in the hospital for about seven days with sepsis. And it gave me a real chance to take a look at my life. I think I was at rock bottom. I was so severely depressed and withdrawn. I had been a trauma nurse for many years at that point. And being highly sensitive and empathic, I couldn't hide from my traumas anymore. So that accident really was the catalyst and the biggest blessing of my life. And during that time, about five months after the accident, I had a major spiritual awakening in the living room of my house after a trip from Scotland. And during the awakening, I had seen visions of myself speaking on stage. I had written my first book and I knew I was being called to really step up for myself and so many other women in the world. And that's really where the, the focus became women about five, six years ago. Kathy, that sounds like your story in so many ways. Kathy was a nurse too. <laughs> I read that. That's wonderful. What kind of nurse were you? 
Um, a little bit of everything, honestly. I worked orthopedics for four years and then general medicine. And then um, I did some a little stint in seniors, uh, senior care homes, but it was mostly uh, just on surgical units. Plast I worked for plastic surgery for a couple of years, which was super cool. Do you know they still use leeches? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I think that's great. I haven't seen it, but I, I did hear that that is true. Yeah, there's actual leech farms. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard that they use uh, there's a thing called a lanjuan in skincare, <laughs> which came from maggots. That was done, I think, during the Civil War times in the 1800s. They use maggots for healing because the urea that comes from the maggots actually heals your wounds. Ew. Interesting. Well, the leeches were super gross, but they actually work. I hate to say it. It's just so I know I remember one time this one guy, uh, <laughs> he was literally going to lose his finger. So my entire job was to sit there and make sure the leech didn't fall into the wound to just make sure it stayed where it was supposed to. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. And, and under this heat lamp and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was intense. But yeah, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> <That> <laughs> but was I mean. I love the fact that you you had the spiritual awakening and that is something I definitely want to talk about because I've had quite a few of those suckers and it literally it altered the my 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 destiny and my path like I should be dead 10 times over as well and if I did not have that spiritual guidance I wouldn't be here where I am today you know and Absolutely. I think sometimes people they downplay it a lot they yeah. think oh you know I'm Maybe I was tired or maybe it's just a dream. Like for me, it comes a lot in the form of dreams and it, but they're so powerful that I, I can actually feel myself in two places at once. I know I'm sleeping and I can feel my body tingling, but at the same time, I'm having an experience in another world, uh, another spiritual realm that is so unbelievable. So it's like a dual consciousness sort of thing. But it's not something I really talk about very much, only to the right people, because most people think, yeah, what, what how much did you drink? Or, you know, they, they kind of sure. downplay it or what kind of pills are you on? Or, or, I mean, it's like anything spiritual. You talk about soul travel. They think you're nuts, right? About leaving your body. Well, yeah. uh, excuse me. I've been doing it since I've been 14. It just, Astral it's, projection. It's I didn't know about that, Kathy. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, it, like I said, I don't talk about it a whole lot. I, in my book, I did mention a few things. I just pinpoints because the whole object is to get people to recognize that everybody has these instances these experiences but they just downplay it that they're if you actually focus and, and tune into them you you can create a whole new world within yourself yeah that's absolutely correct i i can relate on so many levels i think that's amazing that you have those experiences and that you have and i know the feeling i've been talking to only a few select people that i know it's safe to speak to about certain things yeah. but i got a lot of pushback as well yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's, but the beauty of it is that when you find that person that you can talk to about it, then, I mean, you can sit there all day and talk about it. <laughs> like, sure. oh, this happened yeah. to me. And, oh, this happened. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You and I got to talk later. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think our society can be so close-minded on so many things and so many levels. I think we're more conditioned to think scientifically. We don't mm -hmm. want to look at the metaphysical. We don't want to look mm -hmm. at the spiritual as much. What exactly is a spiritual awakening? Maybe that could help our listeners too, because they may have experienced it, but just kind of, you know, put it aside and said, ah, I was just having a dream. Right. So that's a great question. 
what, when it happened to me, I had had spiritual experiences my whole life, you know, whether it was through visions when I was asleep or downloads of information or just this sense of knowing. But what I've learned is when people go through very traumatic moments in life, that could be a death of a loved one, a divorce, um, losing parts of your own body, your health, sickness, or like traumatic accidents, it brings us to this point where things literally start to break so much that they open up for you. And what happened with me when it happened, I literally, when I was in the living room, it was three in the morning and I just couldn't sleep, had just flown back from Scotland a few days earlier. And by the way, that whole trip was based on me having a spiritual experience. Like that's why I went with my girlfriend at the time. So when I came back, I couldn't sleep. I was in the living room and I had bought this painting from this woman who had done one painting and that was it, a Scottish artist. And it was a flying fish and it had all kinds of symbolism. And when I held it in my hand, I had this moment where it was literally as if there was curtains on a on the set of a stage and the curtains started to lift in my mind's eye and when they lifted i knew all these things like i had all this information and epiphanies and it was rushing over me like a tidal wave and in that moment i really felt that i saw and i sensed god and i sensed my own divinity at the same time and I even said out loud, this was all about me finding me. Like I said those words, I wasn't trying to, but that's what came out. And when I looked straight ahead, it was as if there was a projector behind my head and someone was projecting something onto a screen and it was me on stage and I was speaking. And when I looked to my right, same thing. The projector was projecting a book. It was floating in the air on the right side. And it was the book I wrote. And all this happened so quickly. And after this happened, I was just filled with a sense of complete euphoria. And when I sat, I got up and I sat back down. It was as if a non-human entity, God source energy had lifted a blanket and put this blanket from my head draped all over my body. And the sense of peace that came over me was not peace that I had ever felt in my human life. It wasn't the kind of peace that is void of anxiety and worry. This was supernatural, divine essence and love. And when I felt it, I just started weeping. And my whole life was like turned inside and out. And to answer your question, I didn't know what happened to me. I... I was so baffled because even though I had had things that were supernatural happen, nothing to this magnitude had ever happened to me. And I was confused for months. You know, I, I didn't really know who to talk to about it. I confided in a few people and the people I confided in said, oh, you're having a psychotic break. You know, you're just severely depressed and it's all mental. It's all in your head. That just sounds like anxiety. And I've always been very in touch with my intuition and my heart. And I knew better. I knew that I wasn't having a psychotic break. I knew it was something extremely divine. Um, but yeah, it took me two months searching online. I just was Googling people having visions, people going through trauma, 
breakthroughs. And I kept, I finally, after two months, found all these articles that people said they were having a Kundalini awakening, a spiritual awakening, and everything that they described was what happened to me. So that was really an interesting path that that put me on. You know, that's just amazing. What you're describing also sounds a lot like what they call NDEs or near-death experience that people sometimes talk about. Yeah. Yes. Just amazing. This was almost a premonition, wasn't it? Because you were kind of seeing what you were going to be doing in the future. It was. And it was so interesting because at that time, I was so lost. I felt like a shell of a human. I was numb to my life. I was so sad and depressed from all the trauma I had witnessed. And I never realized being so empathic and sensitive that I had absorbed the thousands of trauma surgeries that I had been experiencing all over the country and all the heartbreak and the pain and, you know, everything. And I, I just, I, when I saw that vision, even though I felt elated and so excited, I was scared because I thought, how am I ever going to pull this off? Like I'm broke. I'm struggling. I hate my career. I really hated my life. You know, I felt very discouraged. So it was interesting. It was a lot of prayer and a lot of, you know, trauma counseling and PTSD therapy and energy healing work to get to where I am now, six years later. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Dean Michael, the tax doctor here. I have one question for you. Do you want to stop worrying about the IRS? If the answer is yes, then look no further. I've been around for years. I've helped countless people across the country, and my success rate speaks for itself. So now you know where to find good, honest help with your tax problems. What are you waiting for? If you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS or haven't filed in years, call me now at 888-557-4020 or go to MyTaxHelpMD.com for a free consultation and get your life back. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of and join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you're enjoying this informative episode of Women Road Warriors, I wanted to mention Kathy and I explore all kinds of topics that will power you on the road to success. We feature a lot of expert interviews. Plus, we feature celebrities and women who've been trailblazers. Please check out our podcast at womenroadwarriors.com and click on our episodes page. We're also available wherever you listen to podcasts on all the major podcast channels like Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Amazon Music, Audible, you name it. Check us out and bookmark our podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and other sites. And tell others about us. We want to help as many women as possible. Have you ever had a spiritual awakening? More people than you think have. They just may not realize it. Sometimes it takes that kind of experience to awaken ourselves. Life can make us numb, especially when we experience trauma. That's what happened to Jana Lemer as a trauma nurse. It broke her out of severe depression and led her on the path that she now has 
of helping people to healing and personal growth, especially people in the healthcare fields. We're tapping into some of Jana's tremendous insight and all she's learned after she was able to overcome the stress and trauma from her profession. Jana, when you think about it, nurses are around a lot of trauma. They are the first point of contact for all patients. I mean, doctors are certainly there, but they don't have the kind of contact that nurses do. And nurses have to be empathic and nurturing. And I could see where you would absorb a lot of that negativity and trauma that would make sense. Yeah. And I, it was just funny that I never even considered that. I was so on the go, go, go nonstop travel nursing and, you know, just living my life in high octane, high speed, never stopping since I was a child, you know, chasing all these dreams. And at that point I was just not chasing dreams. I was more chasing survival really. Sure. So you were able to process all of this and go in another direction. So you decided to help other people with your knowledge. And what exactly do you do with healthcare workers as well as other people? Well, it was an interesting six-year road because at that time I wasn't ready to rebirth a new version of myself. So I spent the next year just processing everything. And I started reaching out to different people in the healing space and female entrepreneur space. And in 2019, I started my own organization, uh, Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs. And I did about six months of events in South Florida, where I gathered together female business owners from all around the area. And we would, I would do like speaking events, workshops, and I felt it very much to be gratifying. And I loved connecting with all these women. And then COVID happened. And when COVID happened, I took a step back and I felt like there was something that still was missing. I loved female business owners and what they were doing and supporting them, but it felt like I needed to go deeper. So I really took a few years and I continued down my own healing path and journey. And it was pretty dark. I mean, it was like dark night of the soul for four years, really, really intense time. Um, So just recently, about a year ago, I started doing small speaking events for uh, female empowerment and for healthcare workers, trying to help them, you know, learn how to communicate better and understanding PTSD and trauma and how to really go within to find uh, peace and calm in their lives. You're really leading people out of their own darkness, because I think all of us maybe have a little of that. Uh, Some people have a lot more but you're leading people to enlightenment, which is not something we're taught. You know, it's really kind of interesting. We we have to kind of evolve. We're like in a cocoon, aren't we, when we first start out? Yes. Absolutely. You know, what you said about uh, how, you know, you weren't quite ready to accept all the, you know, even though you had knowledge of what needed to change, it it doesn't happen overnight. And I I just want to say that it was the same thing for me. Like I was in such, um, I was a, really bad in, in, in alcoholism. And I've been having these spiritual dreams, like really vivid spiritual dreams in 2006, telling me what I needed to do. Um, like I had this one that was shocking this, I, I woke up to this book of light that was the size of a wall and the light was so unbelievable. Like it just, so as I'm approaching the light, the, this giant book would slam shut and I was devastated. I'm like, ah. Oh, Am I not good enough to, 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 you know, to get this light? 
So then I back up, but the book would open again. And then I would approach it because it's like a magnet. This, 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 I can't even describe this light. And as I'm, it's like the light of God. So I'm approaching this book. Well, the second time the book slammed shut again. And now I'm like, I'm really devastated because at that time I, I, I was in such a miserable um, living environment that all I had, my only link was God, my faith. So on the third time, when this book opened again, this deep booming voice uh, started speaking and words were coming randomly out of different spots in the light. Like you, I could read, but the voice was reading what was written and my name came out. It said, Kathy, as long as you drink alcohol, you will not have access to this book. And it slammed shut so hard. I fell out of my bed and I sat there and I'm like, huh? <laughs> right. It took me three days to just process that. And I knew I had to quit drinking. I knew there was more to my life. But even though you know, you know, does change happen? So it took from 2006 to 2012 to finally quit drinking. And in that six-year period, um, I was kept trying, kept, you know, I would have these ups and downs and fails. And I remember the one time, like, I think by now it was 2008, I'm standing there and I said, because like yourself, my, my intuition is so strong and I know things. I have been having visions since a childhood. Like I just, I'm well aware of a lot of things. Well, I said, okay, God, I said, I don't want any more dreams. I don't want any intuition. I don't want a, just a feeling of knowing this. I want something concrete that I can see with my own two eyes <laughs> that it, I need something to change. Well, no kidding. Half an hour later, I'm on the bus going to work at the hospital and I'm, I turn and look, and there is a billboard, a Nike advertisement. It's a white billboard with, with black letters. The only thing on that sign was, it's time to change. <laughs> wow. And I'm, looking, I'm like, hey, it's my sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I sat there and I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm processing it again, right? Okay, well, okay, well, what, what do I got to change? What does that mean, right? So instead of doing something, I just sat with it, knowing. So now I got my sign, but what am I supposed to change? Even though I'm supposed to quit drinking, I knew that. So it took another week again for me to kind of absorb and process and procrastinate until I finally, I hit a, a level where um, I had another spiritual awakening, which I'm not going to get to now, but um, it's, this is not about me, but at some point I'll tell you, but um, I had another one a week later, which literally it got me moving again. And that was, you know, so yeah. So that's amazing. It really Thank is. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's something else. And if I didn't have these consistently, because you know what, when you have something greater to do in life, but you're not doing it. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah. The, so you get the little nudges and nudges. And well, for me, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I'm stubborn in life, but a nudge doesn't work. I need to be literally in my face. Do this. Right? Mm, I'm kind of like that, too. I remember my mother saying you're hard headed and you've got to learn the hard way, Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Like the last time I took a drink is the same thing. I had a, a similar dream where this giant ancient scroll popped up. And this time, I, this one's too important. I got to tell you, <laughs> the dream was that if um, like a biblical scroll is there and my name is on it and it said, Kathy, God needs you in one year's time. You must not drink alcohol. And it said for every ounce of alcohol that touches your lips. 1,000 people around you are affected negatively. So I'm pulled out of myself and I'm looking at myself below drink vodka. And all I see is this ripple of tar and negativity 
reaching out, oozing into every single person around me for as wide as I could see. And I'm thinking, ooh, that's coming out of me. And then the scroll comes back and it says, but for every ounce of love that you sow, you uplift 100,000 people. So once again, I'm pulled out of myself. And this time I see my heart is a gold, giant golden heart. And out of my heart is, the, is these colors of the rainbow. And the rainbow extends worldwide. And now the, the scroll again pulls me. And, and I understood in that moment how love overrules any negativity, any fear, and anything bad. Love is the trump. So then the scroll brings back and it says, you must not drink alcohol. God needs you in one year's time. That was the last time I've ever had a drink. And that was in 2012. And wow. that's today what I do worldwide, everything, all the people that I reach, all the charity, all my books, all my, you know, everything, it it really is worldwide. It so, really is. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. What a story. Wow. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. But sometimes that's what it takes. Well, for someone yeah. like me is I just, you know, the little nudges aren't enough. I need something that's going to just like, <gasps> oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Jonna, would you say that a lot of people have these nudges and don't necessarily notice? Or do they have these kind of powerful messages that just knock them upside the head and say, wake up, this is your direction? I think they do. And sometimes people are too distracted in their own lives, you know, whether that's glued to their phone or so busy just getting caught up with all the responsibilities of being an adult, which it can be so much. Um, I think that we haven't really learned as a humanity or has just as a culture and a society in the world how to stop and really go within and pay attention to all the things that are grabbing our attention and or dreams, signs, you know, like you were saying, I think we're so quick to dismiss mm-hmm. a lot of things as if it's, oh, it's nothing. It, it was just in my head. I, I don't think that people have a strong sense of trust for themselves. And that could be from yeah. a lifetime of things that have happened. You know, it, sure. it fractures our trust. Sure. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Jana Lemer is a motivational speaker and intuitive who helps women with female empowerment. She works with all women, as well as women healthcare workers who've experienced trauma, to find peace and calm in their lives. Jana had a spiritual awakening that started her momentum. We've all had those, but sometimes are too distracted to notice. Many times we dismiss these signs. Jana's goal is to help people on the path to wholeness and healing and to learn how to embrace these signs and work through whatever trauma and stress that's holding them back. Jana, as an intuitive, your insight is so valuable. When we become adults, we tend to ignore important signs that we're given. 
And I think as children, we can do it more easily. But when we become adults, everybody says, you've got to be practical. You've got to be an adult. And I think we lose that sense and we start concentrating on the outside world more so, which we lose sight of who we truly are. What do you think, Kathy? How many children will come and start saying things? Hey, mom, I, I I was dreaming I was a man in a past life or I was dreaming about this, yeah. this, this. And or I saw, you know, saw someone in my room. It could be an angel. It could be whoever. And it's the parents who knock it down. Yeah. Say, oh, don't talk true. like that. That's not yep. true. That's just your imagination and this and that. So then the child, even though he's actually experiencing it, thinks, you know, uh, if mom says that, you know, they, they believe the parents and then they just shut it down. Yep. And then I think slowly the door to that, that, that gateway to the other side slowly closes. Yep. I it's think true. So. Yep. That's absolutely true. The, when I've looked at examples like that, I've understood that the basic core need of all humanity is love and acceptance and belonging. And mm -hmm. when you are young, like you're saying, we learn very quickly by being shut down from other people yep. that it's not safe to express the the truth and my authentic version of reality and i think we have this veil of hiding ourselves oppressing mm -hmm. suppressing and little by little these children that grow up they're so free to express and free to be who they are and the more we get shut down and silenced the more we don't want to share with ourselves mm -hmm. or other people so i think that you know a, a big part of my mission is really helping people who maybe have never known what it's like to live in their authentic body and in their spirit and to be able to start going within as a normal practice because we do have to be taught from scratch honestly like we have to be taught even though it's innate in our nature i think we've all forgotten or not all but a lot of people have forgotten due to the culture that we live in sure so jana what do you cover as a motivational speaker and working with people how do you get the average person to maybe have a rebirth, if you will, and get to know their true self again? That's a great question. So I have two different branches right now. One focuses on female empowerment and the other focuses on trauma victims in the healthcare space. So helping them work through different issues. And ultimately with both branches, I do a lot of workshops, in-person workshops where I have different activities and different prompts that help people really get into it with themselves, like give them a lot of questions and a lot of um, activities that cause them to engage in a way that maybe they never had before. Um, so I use that as a basis for most of the talks that I have is either workshops or some keynote speakers, some keynote speeches that I've done too. It's not so much workshops, but essentially it's trying to engage with people to, to make them know that it's okay to engage with themselves. And um, that's the biggest thing I've experienced so far is just getting them to ask those questions, getting them to really think about things that they've never really thought about and um, having them be able to dream again you know, and, and just believe in life, believe mm -hmm. in the possibilities of not only themselves, but of God's source energy, you know, and the universe, whatever you call it, it's all the same thing. You know, it's all magical. And 
it's mystical and it's, it's who we are. It's not a separate part of us, really. It, it's just, it's, it's us. When you think about it, I think we evolved based on our outside influences to look at the world in a different, very myopic way. Children don't do that so much. We lose that ability to be mm -hmm. able to go back and rediscover ourselves. I imagine there's some fear involved because people may not necessarily like themselves because of the outside influences to be able to cut through all of those layers and really get to know themselves again. Once that's done, that has got to be so freeing. Yes, I agree. You said it perfectly. I, What I've seen in in the time that I've been doing this and all the people that I've gotten to meet, the biggest issue I find is low self-worth, low self-value and outsourcing. Um, just giving people that opportunity and that chance to fall in love with themselves for the first time, or maybe for the first time in a really long time. And there's a lot of layers to that. There's so much judgment that we have towards ourselves and even hatred, really, you know, guilt, regret, so many things. And that's at the basis of all the work that I do is, you know, your life is like a flower, really. And over the course of our lives, that flower has blossomed and died and blossomed and died and gone through a lot of different storms. And, you know, the seeds have been flown all over the place. I mean, you could just imagine the stages and the seasons of each one of our lives and magnify that by everyone in the world. You know, we're constantly evolving and growing and, and dying. Parts of us are dying and re rebirthing. So I think that's the best gift that I could really give to anyone is to, to show them how to fall in love with yourself again. Um, because I think that really when you get to the root of the problem, which that is the biggest root, I think that I found that your life will open up, you know, once you go there, but it is scary. I think a lot of people are afraid to go there because the path to get there can be really hard and very painful and traumatic. Um, it's kind of visually, I just imagine someone like going through this super dark forest and there's all kinds of monsters and thundering and, you know, like raining. And it's scary to traverse the healing process and to actually find that self-love that's that's really with us. It never goes anywhere, but to discover it, you know, so it's not for the faint of heart, this journey. Can you kind of take us down a, a very brief walk to the self-discovery? What are the initial steps how they do this, because I'm sure people are clueless. Uh, a lot of this could be something that's totally new to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, a lot of times I start with just a basic worksheet that will ask them certain questions. And some of those questions could be, you know, who, how would you describe yourself? Like, who do you think you are? How would someone describe you? What are the things that you love about yourself? What are the things that you hate about yourself? And, you know, what have people said about you? Like, just to have them kind of start peeling back those layers and to understand what makes them who they are and to understand like what is true and what is false. Like what are the, what are the narratives that I've created or society or parents or teachers and what's the truth of who I am. And I think it's in a lot of that discovery work that I do with people that really helps to get them to think for the first time 
who, like how they describe themselves, who they are. And to me, I've seen the most improvement with that. Like when you give people tangible tools to understand themselves better, that really helps. That's a scary process for a person to really, really do a retrospective and introspective. <laughs> and I think that a lot of people, sometimes they've been so afraid of themselves and shut themselves down, they don't really know how to do it. And and they maybe don't want to. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. I agree. I, I think it's, it's not for everyone. I do one workshop that I've done a few times that I'm launching again this year is not so much about words and writing, but it's actually more with Reiki energy healing and, you know, using our own divinity and God source energy um, within us and around us to go in and using music to facilitate the experience and movement and breath. And I'm excited to bring that back again, because I find that for some people that they're not wanting to go into the mind and into the intellectual space and think about it, mm -hmm. they're wanting to go in the energy, which is something that words um, can't really touch, you know, when, you, when yeah. you deal with the energy. Words are limiting. Yes. They really are. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Many times reaching our true potential, getting rid of stress and trauma, is a process of self-discovery. Jana Lemer is a trauma, PTSD, and motivational speaker, writer, and spiritual intuitive. She's the founder of Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs. Jana asks her clients how they describe themselves, what they hate, what they like, how other people perceive them. She gets them to peel back the layers to understand who they are and what is true and what is false. To reach wholeness and healing, it's a matter of finding the truth of who we are with tangible tools so we can really understand ourselves. Jana, you do Reiki with your clients. For those who don't know, what is Reiki? So Reiki is a form of uh, Japanese energy work. And 
I got certified about four years ago and through the initial certification, I learned, you can learn, you learn certain hand placements and certain symbols that you do and you don't necessarily put your hands on people at all. Um, usually it's over the person. You could do it virtually or you can do it in person. What I did after I got certified is I tapped into my own intuition and used the healing gifts that I've, that I already have found that I have, and I've incorporated it with Reiki. So I do more of a energy healing type of a work that doesn't follow necessarily the guidelines of Reiki um, with all the symbols and the hand placements. Mine's a little bit more free. With everything you're doing, what kind of feedback have you gotten? I, I would imagine you've changed a lot of lives. Well, thank you. I think, you know, the most feedback I've gotten is that people feel that more at peace, more calm, that they have more clarity about who they are and what they want. And, you know, a lot of people have just felt that they have another lot on life. Like they have, they didn't realize they were as amazing as they are. You know, mm -hmm. it's like a lot of these aha moments thinking like, oh, I thought I was too old. I thought it was too late. I thought this, this and that. So I think that's been the biggest blessing I've seen is people really awakening to the greatness of who they are and who they've always been. Um, so yeah, that's been the best part. I was going to say, do you find um, that when you meditate like, uh, or contemplate, um, do you use a, a mantra at all that, that helps you? You know, I don't, it's so interesting. Five years ago, I had someone contact me because their cat was really sick and I just said, let me go into a meditation and let me see if I can tap into the energy and see what's going on. So I have noise canceling headphones. So I put them on and then I have an eye mask, padded eye mask that I wore. And I just lay there for about 30 minutes and I used some healing frequency sounds. And when I went into my meditation, I was taken on a journey with this cat and me. And I saw all kinds of visual information. I felt things. And I reached out to that person after I told them what I had witnessed. And it was like just phenomenal to me because they said mm -hmm. all the things that I had expressed to them were things that were actually going on. And so to answer your question, that's how I do my meditations now. I, I call it kind of Reiki energy healing meditation. Mm -hmm. So I do that a few times a week just for myself. And I still have clients that I work with remote where I'll go in if they've had children that are on the cusp of passing away or animals, or I deal with a lot of the heavier stuff, a lot of grief, trauma, um, death, illness, sickness, things like that. Um, I feel most comfortable in those heavy realms. My mom, like I had a lot of trauma growing up. It's a lot of heavy things. And um, I was having a real hard time in, in school when I was about 14. And my mom taught me this word that she had learned is a mantra. So instead of saying om, it, it's called the hue, H-U. It's kind of like she calls it the sound of soul. And I have been singing that word for 20 minutes a day, whether first thing in the morning or at night or when I'm, when I'm still anxious or when I'm having whatever, right? And this word hue, when you, when you sing it for 20 minutes, it... I swear it has changed my life. It has brought me peace, awareness. It increases it increases my general well-being. And yeah, I was just wondering if you ever heard of that, the hue, H-U. 
I never have. I'm fascinated though. There, there's an app that, that I downloaded because it's, it'll sing it for, there's about 5,000 people singing that one word at, at one mm-hmm. time. And I, to this day, it doesn't matter what religion you are. It has nothing to do with that. It's just, if you listen to it and you close your eyes and you sing the hue like this, hue over and over, it is, if you give it a shot, I'm telling you, it helps everybody who sings it. It really tunes you in. You know, that's amazing. So, it really is. Kathy, I've heard of it. And it all makes total sense. Uh, when you think about uh, Gregorian monks, they had a certain tone when they would do their chants. Uh, yeah. I, I think our minds and our souls respond to certain frequencies and certain tones. You know, you're right, because when I when I went to Tibet a few years ago and I was visiting, I I got the the opportunity to actually you're not supposed to um, go into when they're chanting. But uh, there was a few of us that were allowed. So I got to go sit there and kind of contemplate with them. And the sound that in that one particular room, I think there must have been 75 monks that were singing this this song. Like I was almost immediately lifted out of my body and just like just mm-hmm. talking about it now, I still have goosebumps. It was so powerful. So I believe yeah. in that. I really do. It's well, I, I also believe because I, I mean, I've experienced it personally. So, you know. It's interesting how sound does that. Well, even with music, there's certain sounds and certain songs that can just it's kind of like somebody scraping their fingernail on a chalkboard and Ugh. other sounds <laughs> that really draw you in and really impact you. Yeah. I know like they the do ocean, for me. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Yep. It's easier to contemplate when you're sitting by the ocean than it is when you're sitting in traffic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So, so Jana, we're covering so many really heavy topics here, but things that can be life-changing. What can women do to start this journey? What do you recommend? And do you work with people remotely? I do. Yes. So I think for any woman who is wanting to go deeper and have a transformative experience and um, discover more of who they are, I would say start with meditation. Honestly, you know, just start giving yourself a few minutes every day and going within to your heart center, heart center place and just being still, whether with silence or with music, and start hearing yourself. You know, even if you ask yourself questions and go within, and you will be amazed at the things that you will come out with and the the truths and the aha moments and the guidance that you need. Because I think whoever's listening, if there's anything that they want to know more of, or they're wanting help with, I would say, pray it, pray on it, meditate on it, be intentional, write it out and be willing to go through the fire. I will tell you that because this, this is just a very expansive experience and there's going to be a lot of highs and lows and ups and downs. So just know that that's a part of it. And, um, and hopefully you won't be too afraid of that, you know, cause it is worth it. It's worth all the, all the painful things for sure. You know, I think with today's spontaneous communication and the information that's we're bombarded with every single day, I think we have a tendency to tune out and not realize it. So you're getting people to be more active listeners, more intuitive, and to rely on themselves and not these electronic devices and everything that we're being blasted with. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. That's a great that's a great point because if you think about it, if we get up in the morning, we check our emails, we check our social media, we get ready for work, we go to work, we're there all day. 
behind a computer or whatever it is that we're doing, we're engaging, we're being interactive. And then we drive in traffic, even the people that are home, we have responsibilities at home. And then you're watching TV or whatever you're doing. If you look at a typical day in your life and you just map it out and say, am I giving myself any moments of time for myself? Whether that's self-care, self-love, you know, working out, whatever, meditating, um, that's a big way to, to just assess, like, where are you? Like, yep. what does your life look like? Like every single day. And I always tell people that I work with, keep a journal, you know, whether it's on your phone or a little small pad of paper, something that you can keep with you and just keep track for a day, for a week and just yep. see like, where are you spending your time? Where is your mental focus going? What are you thinking about or, you know, ruminating on? And you can kind of get, have a pulse on the situation of your life. And I, I really think that that's a strong point too, to start at. So beyond just that meditation every day is take an assessment of where you are, because it's like being a nurse. We would always have to get baseline vitals for yeah. all of our patients, because we had to know where they were beginning before we could know anything else. And I would say the same thing as to any of the women listening, know where you are and really understand it. Find your own baseline. That's powerful. Jana, where can people reach out to you? Yes, they can come and see me at www.jannalemer.com. I have a website up there that they can book me for different services or just come and check out the story and, and see what it is that I'm going on in the world or that I have going on and any way that I could possibly help anyone. I would love to be there and support them. And you can find me also on Instagram and LinkedIn under Jana Lemer. And that's spelled J-A-N-N-A-L-E-M-U-R, correct? Yes, that's correct. Excellent. And you work with people virtually, correct? I do, yes. Okay. I work with people all over the world and in person as well. This is wonderful. This is just what the doctor ordered. I think that clarity and focus and calm, <laughs> that's something the world has been lacking, especially since the pandemic. This is so needed. I agree. It really is needed. People, you know, to have a sense of calm and peace in their lives. We can all use it. Thank yes. you. This has been wonderful, Jana. We could talk to you for another couple hours. Yes, Kathy so and Shelly, I could do <laughs> This is great. Because there's so many different places we can go. <laughs> to talk, I know. You know? <laughs> Here's mm-hmm. another rabbit hole. Let's go here. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Jana. Thank great. you, too. It's been an honor. We hope you've enjoyed this latest episode. And if you want to hear more episodes of Women Road Warriors or learn more about our show, be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com. And please follow us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Women Road Warriors is on all the major podcast channels like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, YouTube, and others. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at sjohnson at womenroadwarriors.com. Mm-hmm.